Hello and welcome to the AG Podcast. I'm your host for this evening, Geminator, and with me as always is the Ash Cohen 09. Good evening, Ash. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. How are you? Good, yeah, not bad, thank you very much. Looking forward to this evening's podcast and with us um, for uh, definitely both returning. Not quite sure how many. I know that one of them's done more than the other. Uh, we'll start with that one. That's Harry. How are you doing, Harry? Are you uh, doing good? I'm good, lads. How are yourselves? Yeah, not bad. Thank you very much. Insurance gone up or down since the last time we spoke? Don't know. I've not renewed it yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, talking cars, we've got Bunsey, who uh, obviously is our regular F1 try hard. How you doing, Bunsey? I take offence at that. I'm just good at racing games. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> You can take offence if you want. That's fine. Um, in terms of uh, the, uh, the the fact, though, it is still true. You uh, you are definitely the best driver. Um, right. Well, yeah, since Socket retired, yeah. You, sorry. Since Socket retired, yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's to be said that you know Ash can obviously he's doing the the Bordensea element of, of Div Two, and um, and Harry obviously <laughs> is doing his best. Bless you, aren't you, Harry? In the uh, in the other division. I'm in Div 2 as well, smart You're ass. in Div 2 as well? Oh, right, okay, well. I mean, thank God you're not in Div 1. That's all I'm going to say. Golden Beard would have an absolute fit. Right, well, without without further ado, we'll uh, just say a quick uh, congratulations to Aaron and River, who both won uh, who won both won Cups, the League Cup and the uh, Eliminator Cup in the last couple of days. Uh, Aaron beating Ben AJ Cooper and Riverman beating Joe, which I'm sure Bunsey he uh, was, was not very happy about. Oh, it was lovely. I bet it was. I bet it was. I bet it was better than if Dover would actually win a game for a change. Uh, yeah, I think Phil's probably more excited than that, in fairness. I, I would probably think so. Right, boys, we'll, we'll kick straight in. Uh, we're going to go straight into uh, Division 1. Uh, Bunsey, obviously, you're there at the moment, lying in fifth position. Um Again, I'm not going to go through the the divisions in terms of who's uh, top and who's bottom and all that stuff because it will come up in, in conversation naturally. But uh, looking at the division from where we are right now as we record, I'd say anyone from sort of first down to fifth um, could uh, could still have a tilt at the title, Bunsey. Um, yourself, I'm adding in there, obviously, you're two points behind fourth and, and you know five points off top. But that being said, you, you've got two games in hand on the, the three above you and the same played as, as Brian. So where do you see the, the title going and how do you see the running as we creep up towards the end of the season? Oh, my, my two games this week are against Brian. So, oh, right, OK. Uh, if I win both, I go top, obviously, but mm. that's not happening, so... Uh, it's just how much of a does we split? Does he just walk away with it? I don't know. I mean, um, you've got to think if he wins both, that's that's a big old chunk of change, isn't it, in terms of between him and Sweaty? Then that, that's as far as I'm concerned, title wrapped up, unless he does a Spurs and bottom slip. Yeah. Who you do you think? Rhino. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll come on to that. Rhino we'll just can't that. get promoted. <laughs> in terms of um, in terms of his nearest challenger, let's say you split the points and you know he's, he only ends up on thirty, for example. You've got Sweaty in twenty six points, Berger on twenty five. Again, not being disrespectful to Sean, but I guess the, sort of the other two maybe have got slightly better chances of catching Brian. Um, obviously yourself, they will be on twenty five as well. Who do you see being the one that could uh, could catch him if anybody? I don't think anyone will actually catch him if that happens. Like, I mean, Berger's obviously just got a goal-scoring machine. Mm. He seems to get sent off a bit for some reason. Yeah, very uh, random. Um, Sweaty Ali is a very good FIFA player. Again, I think I split with him over our two games, so that's probably why he's dropped back a bit. 
But I mean, even Sean, Sean and Ben, they're both very good players as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally, even though he's down there in sixth, I would discount Ben in terms of being able to catch first, obviously. Um, Ash, looking sort of up from, from, from our position in Div 2, how do you see the running going for that division? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously Brian has got those two games in hand. He wins those games in hand. He goes up to 33 points and will be seven points clear. Um, and at this stage of the season, what we got uh, four games after the Brian's caught up. Mm. Um, it, it's difficult. Given the form he's had, he's only lost one game this season. It's difficult to look past him for that title. And then it's the other names that are around there. You know, Berger's up there. Sweaty, Sean, Buncey. I mean, Buncey wins the two games in hand. He goes up to second. Um, you know, so he's also... I mean, I don't think he'll push to the title. But if he, he can easily, quite easily secure second. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think there will be much movement... <laughs> Uh, Brian will stay top. I think that's that's a given uh, between now and the end of the season. I mean, just sort of looking towards the bottom, the bottom is quite interesting, I think, because obviously Shelbourne and Aaron are currently in relegation. They have played two games less than uh, Morris above them. Um, you know, so Morris can easily be pulled into that bottom, uh, the bottom three. I mean, so far, so far, it's not quite clicked for him. Mm. Uh, but but then having said that, he's on the same level of points with Aaron on the same goal difference, and obviously Aaron won the league. Um, last well, year. yeah, I mean, I've got I, I've got that written down. I mean, Aaron's almost sort of done a, a Leicester in reverse, hasn't he? <laughs> in, yeah. in, in terms of the way his league's gone, you know, he's um, he, he's struggled this season. Which again, I think a lot of people thought maybe he would. To be honest, I think last season it was a. Um, a fantastic, um, a fantastic achievement to, to do what he did, and potentially it was a bit of that situation we've had and we've seen where people are transitioning into getting to use their new teams and, and understanding, you know, who's strong in the division and things like that. And he took advantage of it absolutely. Um, uh, Bunsey, obviously, your best place to, to talk more about this because you're in this division. But would it be fair to say that looking at who Ash has just mentioned, Shelbourne, Aaron, Sofa, on current form, none of them have drawn a game. They've either won. You know the, the games they've played or they've lost. Um, in sofa situation, you know, won three, lost eleven, drawn none. Um, everybody else in that division has drawn a game. Do you think it's maybe their? I don't know. Sort of, they've maybe got a bit of a lack of resilience. Like if you if you go up against a better player and you're one of those three, you get beat. Whereas if you play each other, you maybe take points or you split points. Do you think that's that's maybe a fair assessment? Just with the smaller leagues, it's just a very tight division. Uh, if like bounces go against me in certain games, I could very easily be on 10 points as well. Mm. So, I mean, same with pretty much anyone apart from maybe Brian and like Sweaty and Burger because they're just better. I'm surprised Aaron's down there because I thought he was better than that. Mm. Uh, I'm not surprised Sofa was because he's shit. I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, uh, well, uh, while we're down talking at the, about the bottom of the table, um, obviously it'd be we'd be remiss not to get you involved, Harry, since that's normally where you find yourself, um, and you could be our resident expert on relegation zones. Um, oh, mind you, you can't get relegated from Division Four. That that is right. So I might um, be getting promoted at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, we'll come on to Division Four. We will come on to Division Four if we have time. Maybe we'll have to shut you down, depending on how your form's going. Um, what do you think in terms of the the running? Uh, we've talked about the title and who maybe is the potential runners and riders in that, but who do you think is going to get relegated from that division out of the three and potentially, if we include Morris in the four, how do you see it shaping up? You could probably drag Ben into that as well, dependent 
on how Shelbourne and Morris pick up on points. Yeah, potentially. I'd say potentially, yeah, six, I mean, if Shelbourne, if Shelbourne wins, if Shelbourne wins his his two games in hand, um, obviously he'll be on eighteen points. So yeah, potentially. Um, but based on based on those four, if we if we do cap it to those four, Morris to Sofa, who do you think is going to be going down? Who's going to end up in the playoff, and who's going to be safe? How many games are left? Oh my god! Have you not done any research prior to coming on this podcast? I, it's four games, Harry. Four games. Shell and Aaron play each other this week. So, relegation six-pointer. So, it's just, you could really... If Shell won Aaron, obviously, get... Whoever wins out of that one could obviously have a big say on who goes down. Um, I'd say, based on the current form, I'd say Shelbourne probably looks likely to win. And possibly maybe stay up and knock Morris down. Right. Okay. I think so. So you, so you think won't that? Stay right. Okay. Fair enough. I, I think for me, I, you know, I, I sort of think that in terms of who's going to win what, I, I've also noted Bunty, like you just said, that you know Aaron and Shelbourne play each other. I have Aaron potentially winning that game or taking four points uh, rather than six. Um, I would say Morris is fine. I think Morris will stay up in, in seventh position. I think he's got enough about him to do that. I think Aaron will end up in uh, eighth position and will beat whoever comes third in Division 2. Um, and I think it'll be Shelbourne and Sofa that will return to Division 2 after a quick soiree in Division 1. Um, Ash, if, if the unthinkable happened and you got into the, the, the playoff by some miracle in Division 2, <laughs> um, yeah. who would you least like to face out of those players? Um, oh, I would say probably Aaron, just because I always uh, seem to struggle against him. Although uh, I know he's obviously based on this season, he's not done very well. Uh, but if I out of, I mean, Sofa, let's forget about Sofa because I personally can't see him pushing out of that sort of bottom two. Um, Shelbourne and Morris, I always quite have good games against. Can go either way, um, especially against uh, Morris. Um, so yeah, for me it would be Aaron, but I, 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 yeah, if it carries on the way it has been, uh, I don't think we need to be worrying about Aaron or Sofa. <laughs> Bunsey, quick one from you. Who do you think is going down? Uh, I'd probably have Sofa and Morris, and then Aaron or Shell for the uh, probably Shell for the playoff. I think Aaron will probably win his two games. The dog, yeah, yeah, get four points off Shell. Right, interesting. Um, right, well, we'll leave Division One for there. Um, in terms of uh, before we move over to Division Two, Bunsey, you wanted to discuss the uh, the goal of the round and the potential controversy about voting for your own goal. So I'll give you the floor, my friend. Yes, just sort of an open-ended question to you guys because my views are very clear on it. When Bry takes his time out to do goal of the round videos and makes a poll and everything, should you be allowed to actually vote for your own goal? I believe very strongly no, because it's against the spirit of it. And if you do, you should be potentially fined for doing so, for being a sneaky prick. Jam. But <laughs> what do you guys think, Harry? Well, all right, let me take this first. One second, because you've just you've you named me there. So yeah, <laughs> I I if you look back, if there's a way of doing it, I have never voted for my own goal before. This is the first time that I've done it. Um, because, again, I genuinely think that it was the, the best goal of the lot and I enjoyed scoring it. It was against Rhino. It was in a cup competition. I don't know. I, it was my favourite. 
had I have not been in there, then there were a lot of other goals I would have voted for. And if it hadn't have been as much, if I was only entering for the scooter, which some people bloody do, um, I would definitely not have voted for my goal. But I did think it was generally the best one. So on the whole, I agree. I don't think you should vote for your own goal. And I would have no problem not voting for my own goal if that was a rule. Harry, your turn. I'd never get a goal in there if I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree, you probably shouldn't have it as being able to vote for your own goal. That's probably the fairest way to do it. It's funny. That's actually quite funny from you, Harry Wilson. Ash, what do you think? Um, no, I don't think you should be voting for your own goal uh, because everyone would then do it. So it should be a rule. Well, I don't know. I just... I think you should be voting for other goals and uh, not just your own. Fair enough. And Bunsi, I mean, obviously you've you've got your thoughts. You think it's a no go? Yeah. No. As I said, I, I I'd probably argue you should be fined or have some sort of punishment for voting for your own goal. Lose Fair some scudo, incentivise it so you don't. Because uh, I mean, I just said yeah. I mean, your goal was very good, but I other Did you times. Vote for it? Yeah, I can't even remember what I voted for. I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, I, I click it and then forget about it five seconds later. Um, Couldn't have been that memorable. I, I forget everything about five seconds after I've done it, so don't worry. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, again, we'll we'll, we'll uh, watch this space on that, I guess, and see uh, see what happens. Um, right, we'll kick over to Division Two. Um, bit of a weird one, Division Two. So, I mean, this is kind of how a lot of people saw it in the the predictions. Ash, before the the a ball was kicked in Division Two, they thought it would be a podcast one and two. Um, mine and your seasons very much took different trajectories from the the first whistle. Mine going down and yours going up because we played each other obviously on the first game. Yeah. Um, and and I took a bit of a hiding. So. I mean, again, I'll, I'll sort of, I'll just summarise quickly in terms of, uh, let's say, top three uh, is me, you, and Plunkett. Um, I think, you know, I've I've been quite lucky. I've got six uh, points off my two last lot of fixtures, so twelve points in total, plus picking up a win in the game before that as well. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's been it's been a bit of an upturning form. You know, five wins in the last five. Um, I think a draw before that, so not too shabby. And it's obviously coincided with Plunkett taking a bit of a nosedive, unfortunately. Um, I think he played yourself and, and Paul Lowe's. Paul Lowe's, yeah. Um, so it's been a bit of a tough one for him. But yeah, I mean, what what do you think in terms of how things have gone since the last time we spoke and, and how you think things are going to continue to go? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, top of the league, two games in hand with yourself on uh, those sort of around us, you know, Plunkett and Mark. Uh, my last two sets of game is uh, Storm <laughs> and uh, Bertie. So uh, there should be an easy, uh, easy six points there at least. Um, which I think, you no, know, I think three points will be enough um, for the title, maybe four points. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to uh, it would be nice to take as many points as I can, and it's just it then just goes back to that one game against Mark the Shark. <laughs> if I lost four-one, if mm. I hadn't lost that, I would have done the I would have joined the unbeaten club. Um, but yeah, it's been a great season, and uh, hopefully the next game, which I think is Storm, I want to say I've got Storm next, and then Bertie's last game of the season for me, we can get the title wrapped up. So uh, yeah, it doesn't get any much better than that. Yeah, I think for me, I think it's um, I've got Paul Lowe's and Wince, um, which again I'm not, again, I'm really not looking forward to. I think Wince, you could come against Wince any day and, and he could do you, and Paul Lowe's the same. It honestly depends on 
it, you know, I don't look at their positions in the league really um, in reference to when I play them because they they can sort of be a little bit of a bogey team for me. Um, again, it must be noted, obviously, as well, your goal difference is by far superior. So regardless of, even if you lost your games, I don't, don't think anybody will catch you. Um, in terms of that third position, um, well, I mean, if we say that in, when, when you look, I mean, Paul Lowe's, he's, he's, only, he's got two games in hand on myself, for example. If he manages to get six points out of those, he'll be on 21. Um, probably still behind Blunkett based on the fact that uh, he's, he's got a, a worse goal difference. Who do you think going into the running, Ash, will, will give, get those sort of second and third positions if we say they're the ones that are up for grabs? Um, I mean, second, I think you've got secure. Um, you know, you win oh, the I two. I don't know. Don't you, know I mean, that. I just think that because you've got the two games in hand, you win those, you go on to 28, you'd be seven points clear of Plunkett and Mark. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure who Plunkett and Mark have got last game of the season. Um, hopefully each other that would be nice um, so I think you've got second secure um, and then the third place is going to be interesting I think um, you know Paul Lowe's Paul Lowe's is the one to watch I think because he's got four games mm. in hand on Bertie uh, on Mark and Plunkett and if he wins those four games in hand he actually would go you know above them by uh, six points so he could quite easily get into that third spot I mean whether he does will be another story he's another one that's had quite a mixed record this season Um yeah, second for you, and then I'm going to say... Uh, uh, actually, I'm going to say Paul. I'm going to go for Paul, because I just think if he wins the two games in hand, or four mm. games in hand, he wins the first two, he's already on the uh, points. He's already on the level points, and then he only needs to take some results um, you know, in his second set of um, games to be catched up on. And then it makes mm. for an interesting uh, last uh, last game of the season. Mm. Oh, especially when Paul and Jam play each other. On the last mm. game of the season. Mm. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It could it could be a bit of a decider. Uh, Bunzi, Mark what hasn't you... got a game either, by the way. While I'm on there, he'll have obviously he'll have one more fixture, yeah, to, to finish yeah. off. Um, Bunzi, what do you think in terms of the the running? Who do you think is going to end up um, getting that sort of second and third position? Um, and again, will it be someone from the chasing pack or someone who's already there? Um, I take it Paul doesn't have one. Of, yeah, Paul will have someone at the bottom half to play for his two games in hand. Um, uh, so I, I theory, he steered a storm. Yeah, he, round eight. Thought, well, that that's six points then, isn't it? Um, so he he can propel himself up to like second quite easily on twenty-seven points, just two behind Ash. So it's not out of the woods for him to get second. I don't mm. think. Um, yeah. I think you can discount Mark. I think he's just slightly falling shy. He's stuck in even, that random. Even with table. his, even with his billions, he's potentially spending tonight. I mean, he he's clearly averse to spending money. He's like a like a, that's racist. I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, we don't want anything like that, please. This goes out on Spotify. <laughs> we don't want to be Joe Rogan. We don't want to be ratioed. Um, no, but I no, mean, the thing I... is, he's very much like Daniel Levy, isn't he? In the sense that you know he's got all this money saved up and he's just not wanting to spend it. Um, but hey, you know, look, you know, in six minutes as as we speak now, that the BFA will be over and we could see a potential uh, a splurge of cash. Which again, you know, based on the fact that his PSG is his franchise, could propel him up the division. You just don't know. The the thing I would say, Bunsy, is is it too little, too late to be spending that cash? Well, yeah. He, I mean, he, he seems to enjoy demolishing his team, accumulating cash, and just waiting for something. I don't know what he's waiting for. Christmas, a plague. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but yeah, he's too far gone. I think. Yeah. 
it, it depends on Paul's results. If Paul has a bad set of results against people below him, then yourself and Plunkett are shoe in for second and third. Um, if he does well, I think that'll push Plunkett out, and it would be between you and Paul for second and third. I probably um, fancy Harry... Paul more, but. Yeah, well, that's, that's my worry. I think that, again, he's one of my bogey players, so I still have to play him, which is my worry. Um, Harry, how do you see things running? I mean, again, looking sort of from just below Paul, uh, people maybe were discounting for that running. We're considering Bertie, who wasn't long ago. He was up there, Ash. You know, he, he was he was in that, that sort of playoff um, and promotion conversation. He's just had a bit of a, a stumbling block recently. Um, but Harry, yeah, but sort of Bertie, Winch, Joe and Storm. I mean, it looks as though Joe and Storm are done for. Wins and Bertie could potentially do something, but it all depends on on what they do. Looking at the fixtures from like round seven onwards, Winter's going to play Storm as well as Paul, and then Storm's got to play Ash on the last game of the season. So unless Storm, somehow as a miracle, he won't get anywhere. Hmm. Wins, unless he can pick points up off either you or. Well, is he going to play? Or Joe? I don't think he's got a chance either. The same with Bertie as well. Bertie's got to play all of the top, all players above him. So, unless he can pick points off each other, I think it's probably who's currently sat there at the moment. It's going to be in them places at the top finish. It's going to be an interesting one, for sure. I mean, for me, I, I've sort of got written down, I think that despite their best efforts, I think Joe and Storm are gone. Um, but for me, I think regardless of if we say Bertie or Wince, one of them's going to end up seventh. I think for me, whoever gets that position, um, Ash, I think that uh, that whoever c- comes in the playoff in Division 3 will lose to, to Bertie or Wince. I think they'll be pretty much safe. I don't know what you think. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think based on the fixtures... I'd say it's more likely to be Bertie. He's got the harder opponents than Wince. But if you say that, you know, looking at Division 3, the likes of Hilly or Jeff, potentially, Brian at a push, are going to be the the person that Bertie will be facing. I would have Bertie over them every day of the week. So I think that in this division, similar to Division 1, actually, I feel like if you get in the relegation playoff, I feel like it is still sort of weighted in your favour. Division 3 and 4 is different because... Division three and four, we see people bounce up and down all the time. Um, but I think that the top of division two and the bottom of division one, and then likewise two and three, I feel like there is a bit more of a margin. Um, again, I don't know if that's just my thoughts or whether anybody agrees. Um, in terms of uh, division two, who do you think is going to go down Bunsey? Well, I mean, I know Joe took great delight in taking four points off Storm, but given Joe can't fight his way out of a paper bag at the minute, I think it's, yeah, Joe and Storm. I can't see any way out for those two. They've had terrible seasons. I will just say quickly before I ask you, Ash, as well, I think um, when me and Joe played, he wasn't looking. He lost 2-1 twice, and his uh, my keeper was having a bit of a stormer, to be fair. Um so again, I do think. But again, you know, when you're down there, as they say, it doesn't always go for you, does it? And that's the that's the thing. No. Um, who do you think is going to get relegated? Ash, I mean, is it as cut and dry as Storm and Joe? Yep. Yep. Storm and Joe, bottom two, um, and then for a playoff, I'm going to say Wince. 
I think Bertie will do enough to propel himself out of that sort of um, that battle. So for me, Storm Joe wins bottom three. Okay, okay, right, boys. So we're gonna just head away from the leagues now and uh, get our first outsider segment from uh, from Joe, and it's all around the F1. So take it away, Joe. Thanks, guys, and thanks for having me back for another F1 roundup. As previously discussed, we now want a season four, which is taking on a tour of the non-European tracks. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been racing in Vietnam and then China on Monday night just gone, and we'll take a quick look at those. Looking at Division 1 first, we had a first win in Week 2 for Muba forever, and he's backed that up over the last two weeks with another two wins. In Vietnam, he won the race. Bunsen came second with the fastest lap time of 1.39.6. We had Ben Cooper in third and Mark Shark in fourth. On to China, and like I said, it was a double for Muba. He's done really well there. He won the race by just one second from Mark Shark, who had a much improved performance. I was in third. We had Ben in fourth. And we had Burger Boy in seventh with a fastest lap of a 135.8. Quick look at the Division 1 table. That means that Muba's taken a quite a commanding lead. He's on 75 points. We've got Bunsey on 64, myself on 50, Ben on 48, and Michael Shark on 44. Pretty much all to play for there. Taking a quick look at Division 2. The man in form seems to be Ash. He took the win in Vietnam. A pretty solid win there. Morris was in second, we had Bertie in third place, Sean in fourth, and we had Hilly back in seventh with a fastest lap of a 141.4. Again, it was a double up for Ash. He took the win in China by five seconds from Harry. We had Plunkett in third place, Andy Brill in fourth, and we had Morris back in seventh place again with a fastest lap of a 138.7. Ash has taken a pretty commanding lead now. I believe he's won three of the four races. He's on 84 points. We've got Big B in second place on 53. Plunkett on 48. Sean on 45. And Morris on 43. It's very much been a case of um, Worm on top in Division 3. Although in Week 3, it was a win for Red Rhinoceros, his first of the season. He also had a fastest lap at a 144.7. We had Dearest Storm in second. Worm, who's the form man, he was in third place. And we had Gaz in fourth. On to China in week four, and it was Worm back on top for his third win out of the four races. He won that race by just 11 seconds from Payne Wales. We had Gaz Grass in third place with a fastest lap of 140.5, and we had Amen Raz in fourth. Taking a quick look at their table, again, Worm has a pretty commanding lead. He's now on 90 points. He's been in fantastic form. We've got Red Rhinoceros in second on 55, Payne Wales on 47, Gaz Grass on 40, and Amen Raz on 38. Guys, there's still spaces available. If anyone wants to jump in, just send me a PM. Thanks for having me again. Catch you again, guys. Okay, thank you very much, Joe, for that. Uh, right, boys, Division 3. So, um, again, a bit, bit of a weird look to Division 3, actually. Again, similar to what we talked about, a very tight top three. We're all playing a variety of amount of games in hand still left. Um, and, you know, sort of tight bottom, maybe two or three as well ish but again if you discount the the absolute bottom but um Bunsy, i'm going to come to you first on this one um raz we, we know he likes to build teams we know he likes to play with players that he uh, he likes in real life and that he enjoys normally that's to his disadvantage but this season it seems to be working quite well i was gonna say when you get lower rated players like we have at the minute 
it suits him down to a T because he's used to playing with complete shitters. Mm. Um, so yeah, he, he'll be a very strong um, team for these next couple of seasons, I think. Um, and when we start to introduce higher rated players, he will start to fall away a bit more. But I mean, he's clearly up there on merit. He's doing quite well. Um, Phil is obviously one of those players that can beat and lose to absolutely anyone, as proved by the fact he won a cup. Um, somehow, I don't know how I managed that one. <laughs> I mean, when you when you look at Raz, for example, I mean, again, the strength of him, you know, he seems to be scoring the same amount of goals as everyone else at the top of that division, but he's only conceded 16 goals. When you compare that to River, who's played two less games and has conceded 19, and Hilly, who's conceded 31 in second, um, I think that's where he seems to be doing quite well. He seems to be quite hard to beat. Um, and you, you've touched on River there as well, Bunsey. You know, he's two games. Um, he's got two games in hand on Raz, and I think he actually plays Raz um, coming up soon as well uh, in the running. So I, I personally would still have River to, to come, overcome Raz, but I think Raz would be a comfortable second position. Um, again, I don't know what you think about the, the top of that division. If you've got any insight on that, uh, I mean, yeah, I pretty much agree with that side of Venice. Um... I mean, I'm, I'm quite surprised Hilly's up there, but, uh, but he's had a clear good season. So, yeah, I mean, he, he came right. up from Division Four last season, didn't he? So yeah. he's uh, again, he's he's done quite well. Um, I think that again, to to do back to back promotions would be phenomenal. Is it going to happen? Potentially not. Um, Ash, when you look at um, some of the other people in this division, you know, someone who got relegated last season, Bry, um, usual suspects in terms of Jeff as well. I mean, these guys are really struggling. Um, yeah. When you look at the form, especially. Yeah. I mean, you look at Bry, both of them. I mean, Bry has won four, drawn five, lost five, and Jeff has won five, drawn two, and lost five. So it is a very, very mixed record. I mean, River is obviously one of the, one of the exceptions. And, um, you know, for me, I'm, I think with Raz is uh, you know favourite for the top two. Um, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, River's got a bit of um, you know uh, bit pathos in his team now with uh, some of his players. But I mean, yeah, just going back to the point that Buncey made about Raz. I mean, uh, Raz has played well, won eight, drawn three, lost one, and he's got the best defensive record in that league as well and he's got the goal difference of 22 and I think that's going to prove quite beneficial come the end of the season you, you know you hit the nail on the head that Raz is a player that at this level of uh, you know players around is going to thrive because it's the players that he enjoys playing with um, and it's you know it, it's, it suits him well when we get a bit further down the ratings it, it will, you'll start to see it go uh, the opposite effect um, but yeah, going back to the point of Bry, Jeff, um, and that lot. Um, yeah, it's surprising. It's just finding the consistency, isn't it? Um, you know, the, it's it's a very mix for them this season, um, and that's what's gone against them. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, Harry, just looking at the, the towards the bottom of that division, um, someone who I can just never work out is is Ryan Jones. Um, Ryan Jones knocked me out of the League Cup before or subsequently getting knocked out of the League Cup by yourself, uh, Bunsey. Um, but yeah, Harry, Harry, what do you think in terms of Ryan? I mean, he seems really um, a bit of an enigma to me. Like, when I've played against him, he actually does quite well. So the fact that he is you know, comfortably the bottom of that division, minus 20 goal difference, six points. He's played two games more than the three above him as well. 
Um, what, what's gone wrong for Rai? I think the thing with Rai is on his day, when he, he concentrates, he can beat anyone. But most of the time, he's not concentrating. And it, he's a bit of a yo-yo player. He'll go between two divisions consistently. He doesn't. He, he can't like build on something and stay in one set, set division. He'll just constantly bounce between the bit four and div three because he's of he's that type of play where he he can't be consistent. In terms of um, the other guys down the bottom there, we've got Tuggy, Curly Worky, and Diadex. Um, again, who do you see sort of finishing in that seventh position if we say that maybe Worm upwards are, are safe? Depends which Dio turns up, because on his day he can, he can obviously, be, he can beat people as well. Hmm. Um, I've obviously played Tuggy and Dio from previous seasons. Um, out of the two of them, I'd say Tuggy's probably the safer one to stay up. I've not really played Curly that too much to obviously say yet yeah, whether he's good enough or not. Mm. But at the same time, Worm could also get dragged into it because he's only a point ahead of Curly. Yeah, there's different games in hand there as well. You are right. Um, Bunty, I mean, for me, looking at the bottom of that division, we, we said at the bottom of the division one, we said about the lack of draws. I mean, here it looks like Tuggy, you know, even one or two of those draws that he's got in his last five games would have really propelled him up the division, potentially into sort of fifth and fourth. Um, do we sort of read that is that he'll be the one to escape and potentially put, as Harry said, Worm or, or Curly down into eighth and sort of seventh position? Or do we think that maybe there's a bit of inconsistency there and he will be the one that stays around that, that sort of uh, area? I think you could probably even argue you can drag Brian into it from the amount of draws he's had as well because he's mm. not that far off. And it's true, He's yeah. played two more games than almost everyone below him. Four games, yeah. sorry. Mm. So... He's not totally clear just yet. Mm. Um, I mean, Rye's gone, let's face it. But <laughs> It's an interesting division, isn't it, when you look at it? I mean, it is literally from Riverman upwards. You think they those three are going to be the top three, you would you would assume. Um, yeah. But then, every, yeah, it's, it's actually, when you look at it, it's crazy. Everyone from fourth down still has something really to fight for. Yeah, it, it's, it looks like it's a very close division, probably. The, well, if you if you're watching it on TV or streaming or whatever, probably the most exciting division to watch in the league this season. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think Tuggy's probably got enough about him to stay up. Uh, whether he can s- sneak out of that playoff spot, I don't know. I it, my money would be on Worm or um, Dio to go down automatically. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? Again, it's all about context when you look at Tuggy. For example, if you turn around and say he's only lost one in his last five games, but then I guess you know that's the glass, uh, the glass half, um, half full. Uh, sorry, half empty. Whereas you could turn around and say he's won one, um, you know, as well in his last five games. Like we said, them draws potentially will will kill him. Um, Ash, just to get your thoughts on the bottom of this division before we move on, what's going to happen? Do you think? Um, yeah, Ryan Jones is going to finish bottom. I think there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, he's lost 10 games. Which is a shame. Season. Uh, yeah, it is a shame. Um, I mean, as Harry said earlier, on his day, he can beat, you know, a lot of people. But he's clearly not found that day many times this season, having only won two. Um, so, Rye will go down automatically. Um, I think... 
I'd like to see Diodex stay up because I remember the times when Diodex was down in the uh, in the depths of Division uh, in the bottom league. Um, so he's he's a player that's surprised us over the last couple of seasons. So I'd like to see him stay up, but I, I think he's going to get dragged into that. Um, and then, yeah, Worm Worm is an interesting one. I, mean, it's, I think it's through a through it, a dart, a dart point, yeah, isn't it? Like Brian was saying, in terms of I think, sort of Bry down, uh, what mm, Bunty was saying, sorry. Yeah. So the playoff. I think obviously you know Tuggy and Curly have got those games in hand on Worm, um, and they are only a point behind. So it could end up being five points clear. So uh, you'd have to go based on those around them. Um, you'd have to go for Worm. I just I don't think I know Worm's got two games on Bry, but I can't see Bry being that poor in the last half, last couple of games of the season to go down to last spot on bottom three. So uh, for me, it's going to be Diodex, Bry Jones, and Worm. Fair enough. Uh, Curly's two games in hand are actually Dio and Worm. So oh, well, again, I mean that could that literally they're, they're, they're the best two games in hand to have, aren't they? When you think about that, because <laughs> you're literally putting a, a space between you and the relegation zone, and you're then just sort of attaching your grappling hook to someone above you and pulling them down, aren't you? So yeah, that is uh, that does change things immeasurably. So if if Tuggy can do well in them games, he's um, he'll be safe for sure. You'd say what maybe three out of four wins, or or even sort of you know two wins and a couple of draws, depending on who the draws are against he could be out of there so um so yeah watch this space i guess it'd be an interesting finish to the division in uh, in div three um right boys we're uh, just going to shoot over again to uh, the second of our guest segments which will be uh, golf with bertie uh, so take it away bertie thanks guys and welcome to the golf section of the podcast we've had two events since i was last on first up we paid homage to the love of burgers life by having the high sab open at Sutherland Pines. Gazgrass had won earlier in the season but had gone through a very bad spell of form and as such he was a shock winner on 14 under by five shots from Andy Brill. The following week we visited the old farm where inspired by the piss taking of the podcasters we had Bertie's bus packers open. A very tight finish in this one, Tunners on 10 under was third, while Riverman and Andy Brill both finished on 11 under, Andy taking the title on a better net second 18. This event was also unusual in that we had two holes in one, a superb one from Red Rhinoceros and an absolutely luckiest one of all time from Riverman. Still it was worth 1 million scudo to each of the lads. This week we visit Iron Fall Golf Club where we have a very easy course which I'm sure you'll all enjoy and we play the John Madden Memorial. That's it for this week. Until next time. Thanks guys. Okay, thank you very much Bertie. Right, back to the divisions and back to Division 4 where, boys, strap yourselves in. Rhino is top of the league. And he's in form as well. He's in form. Um, I don't know. Who, who do you come to on this? Do you go to Bunsey? Do you go to Harry? I don't know. I'm going to let them simmer a little bit. And Ash, I'm going to come to you first. Um, Rhino's top of the division. Mm. Lost boys behind him with two games in hand, two points behind. Yeah. Um, so, again, not a great deal behind there at all. Yeah. Uh, Payne Wales, same games played, six points behind. And then you go on to your whiz, you have 
Harry, your Soggy, etc. I mean, Soggy is for me. He's he's probably gone. Um, in terms of you know playoff push, I think he's a little bit too far behind considering the bad start he's had to the season. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, sort of as watching from afar. What do you think's going on in that division? It seems seems yes. crazy. Yes, Rhino's doing very well. Um, you know, it's is uh, I hope he doesn't get a nosebleed for being up there because this is very unknown territory for him. Um, yeah, no, I mean he's won eight, drawn three, lost three. So you know his form this season has been really good. And uh, Lost Boys aren't there. I mean Lost Boy, he does win those two games in hand. He will go top of the league. Um, but Rhino and Payne, are second and third. I mean, ugh, could you imagine a division four without Rhino and Payne in it? Um, I mean, I don't know what would happen to the universe because one of them is always there, aren't they? You know, this is just, it's, it's, it's unseen. Um, but it's just, I mean, look, looking at those around, I mean, Wiz Fox has got the two games in hand on both of them as well. He wins those games. He'd go above Payne and a point behind Rhino. So there's still quite a lot to play for. Um, I mean, obviously, then you've got Harry in fifth. Um, He's obviously played the 14 games and uh, is on 19. He's on the minus goal difference, so I can't see uh, I can't see Harry pushing into the playoffs, unfortunately. And I think his goal yeah. difference is going to go against him in that. And then yeah, you look 11, towards 11 goals worse off than Payne. Yeah, and then you look towards the bottom half of it, and oh, there's no surprises there, is it? I mean, Andy Brill, as much as we love him, he has got eight points on the board this season, though. So can he you know, can he get double figures? That's the question. He, I think he can. I think he can. How many games he got think... left? He's got another. He's got another six games to get uh, at least two points. So uh, you know, I think he will. I think he will. But um, yeah, there there can't really be any surprises. Maybe Satie. Maybe Satie mm. a little bit because yeah, obviously I've, I've he's, got Satie written down as a you bit know. Of a he's just this you look at his record. He's won four, drawn four, lost four. So he's scored twenty eight goals. He's conceded twenty seven. So he clearly hasn't found. You know, he's not found form, but he's the one for me. And I'm going to pull Bunsey in here, actually, on on Satie, if that's all right. So he's the one for me who I see as the late runner for the playoff. Not Harry, not Soggy and not even Wiz Fox, actually. I don't know why. Maybe it's the form. I don't know. Satie is the one for me that because he's been up there, he was there last season, Division three. And we know he's a tricky player to play against. If he can put in these last few fixtures, a bit of form together, turns some of those draws into wins, he'll be the one, for me, that has a late surge. Um, Bunsey, what do you think on that? His game in hand is against Andy as well. So oh, well, there you go. I mean, it, I mean, Andy could also be fighting to, again, as you say, get double figures and potentially avoid getting the wooden spoon for how many seasons in a row it is. I've lost count. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, if you take that into account put him on six points that's 22 he's strapped a third yeah um i mean again it's very tight down very tight in that middle pack um i probably agree soggy harry are gone with fox and lost boy play each other so again that if lost boy wins both of those games he propels himself and probably secures his promotion i mean at this stage bunsey rhino's not going to care whether he comes second by equal points and one extra goal difference is he let's be honest he's going to want to get out of that division i think if he gets himself in the playoff i feel like it'll get to his head and he'll probably be doomed for the division four again um but i think if he can finish second we've got to say obviously you know that's a that's a big step in the right direction for him yeah the question i have is how old is this child because is he doing a pool 
<laughs> I don't think he will be, to be honest. Again, when uh, <laughs> when when he's been playing, he again he still gives it the the big one when he scores. So I feel like that that emotion would would only come from if you score the goal yourself or you concede the goal yourself. Um, but hey, you know who knows? You know maybe Leon is round his house. You just don't know. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of yourself, Harry, um, I mean, you've just had Ash, you've just had Bunsey, and uh, and again, I I always like to write you off, um, just like you write off multiple cars. Um, what do you think? Can you can you make it? Can you not? Well, if you look at the actual fixtures, Rhino's got the tougher running than me. And yeah, but right, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, but right, Rhino, Rhino's the thing is, points ahead of you, mate, and fourteen goals ahead of you. The thing is, though, mate, he's also got to play Lost Boy, and he's also got to play myself. He's got to play the Scouts Mafia, has he? He's got to play both me and Lost Boy in his last two games. So the, even you, if... you shouldn't be you shouldn't be targeting Rhino though, or even Lost Boy. You should be looking at third. That's where my target is. I don't think Rhino will make third because all right. If we're looking Tell at me... the fixtures, yeah, we've got. Based on the fixtures, Lost Boy has got pain. I've got Rhino in round eight. Yeah. And then round nine, Payne has got Wiz Fox. So just tell me, I'm writing these down. Who have you got? Just in I've all the remaining Satie. fixtures, who have you got? So you've got Rhino, you've got Satie, yeah. Uh, Rhino's got Lost Boy. No, 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 Boy. Just, just you, just you. Just me, Rhino yeah. and Satie. And they're the last two fixtures you've got. That's my last two. Right. So I think you're getting a maximum of four points out of those games, which wouldn't even put you... In the picture, in terms of we look at everybody else, I don't think you'll, I think you'll, and those four points I reckon will come off Rhino if anybody, because you play better against him. I don't think you'll beat Sati. That's my opinion. I don't know what the rest of the panel think, um, but again, for me, I, I think Harry, the minus two goal difference, and you know, you, you you're a few points off it. I don't think you'll you'll get there, mate. I really don't. You can let him have a dream. You <laughs> <laughs> just crushed it. Well, no, no, no. I just, I don't know. I mean, what do, you, what do you think, Harry? Gen, do you genuinely think you can get third? I wouldn't rule me out getting third. But what do you think you'll do? Do you think you'll get it? I think I could get definitely points off Rhino, and I wouldn't rule off points off Sadie either, because the way Sadie's playing, I've played him in a few friendlies. He's not playing great. He keeps selling his better players, and then not whatever he's been doing to his team, it doesn't seem to be working. I can't see him picking points up. Fair enough. I mean, I mean, I've asked him there. Obviously, um, what do you think, Bunsey? Can he can he make it? No. Can Harry can Harry get there? No. No. Ash, what do you think? Um, no. no. I mean, you know, look, I'd love to. I, you know, I'm gonna. I'll say that you'll get there, Harry. But it's two to one, mate. So the, the verdict is you're not gonna get there. So I'm really sorry. Um. <laughs> You can go by the old Liverpool adage of "there's always next season." Yeah, that's it. And look, at the end of the day, I think you know when you when you look at the um, the division, like you said, Bunsey again, it's another one that is quite tight. Um, I'm you know I'm writing people off left, right, and centre. I'm saying Wiz Fox can't do it, Harry can't do it, Soggy can't do it, but bloody Satie, who's below all three of them, can. Um, and that for me is own again. I've not played him recently. He might be absolutely dire at the minute, but I think, and I've got a, I've got a track record for writing Satie off and him doing quite well. I've got a track rec- a track record of doing that. I think he will be actually do well this in the running this season. I think you know he's still got six fixtures left to play, and and like you said, Bunsey, if he wins his two games in hand against Brilly, he's already there. 
he's already at the sort of he's already climbing the tower. So I think for me, Satie will be the one that disrupts that top three. If anybody, nobody else below below Payne, I think will will get involved personally. But that that's my opinion. We will see. Um, just one quick one then, boys, in terms of the winner of the division, because that's what we're interested in. Who's going to do it? Lost Boy, Payne, Rhino, someone else? Bunzi, who do you think? Rhino can't win a division. It's not happening. <laughs> Lost Boy will win it. Yeah. He, he doesn't know how to win things. But can he come second, do you think? Can he come second and get promoted? He'll still he'll still find a way to mess it up. He can't. <laughs> he, he, he enjoys Division 4 too much. Uh, he, I mean, he's he never he's list. never been out of that division. I will say he's never he's never been out of the bottom division on AG in how many years we've been on this site since moving over. He's always been in the bottom division. You would say you know look, you know if you're going to have Worm or Curly drop into the playoff in terms of um, Division Three, again, would you even fancy him to get up in the playoffs? That's the thing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ash, what do you think? Who's winning? Uh, who's winning the division? Um. I'm going to say Lost Boy, um, just because of he's got those two games in hand. He's on the same goal difference. If he wins the two games in hand, he will propel himself a little bit. And uh, as Buncey says, I, I can't see right now winning in the league. <laughs> so uh, Lost Boy, Lost Boy. Harry, aside from you, who's going to win the league? Definitely Lost Boy. He's the oh, best player I've played all season. The lack of the lack of faith is disturbing. I think Payne will get second as well. Oh my word! Well, look, I will I will back Rhino. I think he's found a formation that suits him. I think he's in form. He's confident. Uh, like Bunty said, Leon might be playing for him. You just don't know. So I will. Uh, I'm going to back Rhino to to win the division. Um, and we will obviously be back here in two weeks to see how that prediction. <laughs> turns out um boys just to, to round off the uh, the podcast this evening um and again it's been a, a real good one so thank you very much for coming on uh, um we've got uh, transfer deadline day looming uh, as well as a bfa that's just uh, just come in as well um again probably lots of money going to be spent here tonight i mean yeah oh my word lots and lots of money oh, speaking of rhino so rhino just bolstered his attacking threat there he's just signed uh Koita for 91.3 million <laughs> Go straight away. He's kind of storms going to be signing a sneaky PM to him, any? Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of there's a lot of moolah being spent there. I mean, just a very quick one, guys. So you know, Mark's just, gone and yeah. Oh my God, Mark's gone and spent that, um, what, eighty-five no. million on the bog off. Uh, no, I don't think anyone. I don't, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. I'm looking at wrong thing. Yeah, I'll, he's the only I'll one who went for it apart from Sean with twenty-one million as well. But he's got two good players there. He also I'm very, got the mystery. As well. Yeah, he's got the left back of the mystery. I'm very happy with my mystery. Bunsey, you know that player, I think, as well. Justin I know both those players. I want bloody MR Richard, you pricks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm very happy with just, That's exactly what I needed, was a left, was a right-footed left winger. So I'm very happy with that. That's money well spent there. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of money being spent. I'm going to go all through them, guys. Um, you know, Bertie will be upset to lose out to... Um, Pierre Malong, he was he was going big for him. Tunners has, has usurped him, but I think that the standout boys has got to be Coiter, hasn't it? Ninety-one point three million. Mm. I mean, that's that's bizarre. Tunners sixty-one million for uh, for Samuel Kalou. Look, it's it's a mental one, and this is all before we even talk about deadline day. So we'll uh, just very very briefly cover this, guys. Um, 
we all know that transfer deadline day is the kind of day you want off work. So you're not trying to run into your, well, if you're me anyway, you're not trying to run to Matalan to buy a yellow tie um, and then film yourself either in the car park or uh, or in the staff toilet or the staff stock room, trying to do some sort of video about who you, fan- who you fancy uh, bringing in. Uh, Bunsey, what's your experience of the deadline day? Do you, do you normally enjoy it? Do you get much involved? Uh, I don't do any of the video stuff. Uh, it's good fun to bid on all the players and see the random like, different auctions come up by like, sprinkling in like short few like, short fused auctions and like lowest unique bids stuff like that is quite entertaining uh, and actually watching some of the videos is quite funny um, yeah Ash what about yourself I mean you normally get involved in the videos I know that yeah, but what yeah, do you uh... I, I do enjoy getting involved with them it's a bit of a laugh and um, you know it's good to see other people that you know transfer deadline day is the best day of the season and uh, seeing all the videos on there you know and the weird things and we'll see what Marcus has got cocked up for us this time around um, Weetabix and Beans uh, yeah yeah well that's what that was I... surprisingly actually nice that no it wasn't no it, it was actually that. it was I actually that was surprisingly <laughs> um, nice that yeah. was another one that i did in the staff car park as well yeah. <laughs> talking talk of staff car park is this is this season's deadline day going to be posed in front of a dent on a car <laughs> hey it's you, there you go marcus there's your idea straight away find a car with a dent in it luckily mine's got one in the back already thanks to harry um but uh, chance yeah, it's me mate find a <laughs> find a, a car with a dent in it and take a selfie i think that should definitely be marcus if you're listening that should definitely be one well done bunsey good suggestion um especially because it won't be your car probably so you have to find some random car and take a picture with a dent if anyone hits my car, I'll fucking kill them. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's nobody's um, getting the rolls, Bunsy, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 in terms of deadline day, um, yes, I think... Uh, well, I've just brought in... So my player pick uh, for me, me, me raffle uh, is Vitessen, who is a right winger for PSV. 90-odd uh, pace, uh, but he's a player that can play anywhere across the front line and... Uh, he looks like he's had a bit of a trajectory in terms of uh, upgrades over the last couple of months. So fingers crossed he keeps that going on. Um, so I've sort of sorted out my my front three now. Um, so maybe uh, maybe a centre back or a left back. I mean I've got a 67 I think rated left back at the moment, and left back is that one position that left back and right back unless you really utilise them. I just think if you go for big players there, you sort of you're wasting it a little bit. Um, I think it depends know, on the would... formation. Your your formation, fair enough, because you play four three three attack, so they're not going to get forward much because you've got the width from your wingers. But if you play a formation where you've got like four one two one two narrow, you're expecting the wingers to offer you uh, the wing back, sorry, to offer your width, aren't you? You know, if you play a back three or something. So I agree for sure for yourself. Yeah, put someone there with maybe a bit of pace or a bit of defensive now. Stay back on attacking. Job done. Yeah. But if it's a if you're going to use the the wing backs then I think again it can actually be quite a vital position. Um Bunsey going into transfer deadline day, who's uh, who's your eye on? What sort of players do you need? What position? I say I mean I use four three three attack as well and I'd argue actually having a decent full back is a necessity for that formation. Because if you have one that's bombing forward and joining the attack all the time, you're just left exposed. So you need one that's actually gonna be a bit more defensive and hold back a bit more. Um I mean me personally I just want a new striker. Uh, I'm fed up of my useless prick currently hitting with his left foot and kicking into Rosette. So, <laughs> or scuffing it to the corner flag or something. Um, 
So that's my aim. I think the rest of my team is fairly well balanced, so I don't need to worry too much just now. Or, or a new keeper, actually, because my keeper's useless. Harry, obviously all the bonuses that people will be getting you by denting loads of cars for the uh, Scudo, what do you uh, what are you going to spend that money on? What do you need? I just need to I need to split up quality all over the pitch. No, I've got quality in certain positions. I just need to strengthen others. It's not one one particular position. It's I want to strengthen if I can get someone quality that can replace someone to give me that strength, basically, because that's something I'm weak on. I haven't got quality to come off the bench. I think that, I mean, again, you, you, it's an interesting point you say that, actually. Like, for example, my, my squad's quite slim. Bunsen, I know you like to keep quite a trim squad as well. Um, the only risk with that is then you do ha- end up having that element of the, actually, are your bench players any good? And I know for me, my bench players aren't that good. I've got maybe two or three that I can rely on change things up but maybe not give the impact that, that I would want if I am losing so again we're going to move into the realms of that now aren't we people are going to be recycling players and uh, and trying to bring in better players to fill the void um, but again it's a tough market out there especially with um, with the BFA coming up again you'll probably see tonight and, and tomorrow the sort of post BFA rush of people you know having replaced getting rid of their player that that is now being replaced to try and raise some funds ready for deadline day but on the whole, it might be quite quiet until we get that uh, TDD news. Um, so, yeah, it'd be an interesting one. Uh, but I do like your idea, Bunsy. Take a selfie with a dented car. I like it. Uh, right, boys, we'll uh, we'll leave it there for today. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. Um, Harry, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for taking the stick, as always. I hope you've enjoyed it. I have. I hope everybody else enjoys it. Thank you very much, mate. Bunsy, thank you very much for coming on. Yep, been a pleasure. Thank you very much. And uh, Ash, obviously, thank you very much for pu- pushing the buttons as always. Yeah. Uh, best of luck with your uh, your title. Well, I, well, I was going to say challenge, but it's not really a challenge, is it? Your title, I don't know what the, the word would be. Walk. Your, yeah, your title walk. Your walk to the title. Your march <laughs> to victory. Uh, best of luck with that. Hopefully you don't slip up. Um, but uh, but no. yeah, no. Uh, best of luck with that, mate. Uh, yeah, and again, we, we always say, as always, anybody wanting to come on, drop me a PM. Don't make me go fishing for PMs like I've had to do with these two reprobates. Uh, thank you very much, by the way, for replying and offering to come on, you two. Um, so yeah, get involved. The next one probably will be around transfer deadline day, no doubt. So yeah, come and tell us about who you spent money on. You know, the fact you've been fired for denting your boss's car or your girlfriend broke up with you for eating Weetabix and beans, whatever it might be. Um, But yeah, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one, guys. So uh, thank you very much and goodbye.